is a chance again to get those digital notes. So the artwork is uh, the Armitages and the Cornforths. So um, some very creative kids there. Looks like he wants to hang out with me. That's okay. All right. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy to bring judgment on the world. Turn to Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy to bring judgment. Worthy to bring justice. And it's so often I see in the news somewhere or in our society, we cry out for justice. Right? Yes. And, and the one that will truly bring justice is the Lamb. And He is our hope of justice. He's our hope of justice in that relationship that you're having with those injustice. He's our hope of justice in our communities, in our nation, and in the world. It is Him, the Lamb, who brings justice to the world. But with justice comes judgment. You cannot have justice without judgment. And so the lamb is bringing judgment on the whole earth. And this is what chapter 5, 4 and 5 is about. It's setting the scene for the wrath of God and the wrath of the lamb to be poured out on the world. Revelation 5, 1. Yahweh seated on the throne, and John says, Then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. What is the significance of the right hand of God? The scroll being in his right hand? It's the hand of privilege. It's the hand of power. The scroll is in a place of power. Why the sealed scroll? Why is it sealed seven times? Where does this come from? What, what is this idea? How do we get insight in, into the content of this scroll? And, and why is it being picked to be talked about? Well, we go to the Old Testament for that. And you're going to go to Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 9. And Ezekiel says, And when I looked, behold, a hand was stretched out to me, and behold, a scroll of a book was written in it. And he spread it out before me and had writing on the front and on the back. And there were written on it words of lamentation and mourning and woe. And then we turn over to Daniel chapter 12. And I, I, it's either a whole chapter that would be pertinent, but I don't have time to read the whole chapter. So I'm I'm going to read some sets of verses out of this. The angel says to Daniel, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall in increase. Daniel says, I heard, but I did not understand. Then I said, Oh, my Lord, what shall the outcome of these things be the outcome of these things? And he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are shut up and sealed until the time of 
see it. So this is the sealed scroll of judgment and woe concerning the time of the end. Sealed till the day when Christ opens it. It is sealed seven times. Seven times. Seven, the number signifying fullness. Seven, the number signifying completeness. Seven, the number of God. It is fully sealed. It is completely sealed. There's no way to get into it. Only one can open it. It is written on the front and the back, signifying that it is finished. The scroll, it is a finished scroll. There's, there's no left room to left to write anything. It's all done. There's no need to add to it. There's, there's no need to ta- subtract to it because God knows his plan and has established his will. Not only does he know his plan and establish his will for the universe and for the world, praise the Lord, but he also has a plan for you and, and has prepared good works for you to walk in them. Isn't that good news? As you lean into him, as you live in relationship with him, he brings those things, those opportunities for you to do and to engage with. And then the cool part is, is he empowers you to do the things that he has you to do. And, and, and there's many good things. The hard part sometimes is deciding what good things I want to do. Revelation 5.2 says, And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to break its seals? Who is worthy? Calling out to the earth, who is worthy? Out to the heavens, who is worthy? Out to the, the, the place of the dead, who is worthy? The divine counsel's herald calls, who is worthy? To open the scroll and break its seal. The herald of heaven makes the announcement. And all heaven is sitting, sitting on the edge of its seat, waiting for that one to come that is worthy. In Revelation 3, 5, 3 says, And no one in heaven on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll to look into it. No one. And John began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. No one is worthy. And at times we look around and we go, there's a need for justice. There's a need for things to be white. And justice is not being done, but justice is being thwarted. Judgment cannot happen. And, And we feel the wrongness of it. You feel the wrongness of it. I feel the wrongness of it every day when I watch the news. When I look at around and I see my brothers and sisters fighting with one another. When, when I see neighbors unhappy with each other. When I see government take advantage of its people. I say, this is wrong. This is unjust. And we long for justice. This justice is part of our hope. The hope that Jesus is coming and that he will make all things right. 
And John is seeing this justice thwarted, so he weeps because he sees it thwarted. He's like, no one is worthy. No one is worthy. And yet, there is someone worthy. Revelation 5, 5 says, And no one, one of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he has conquered, so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. He has the approval. He, he's done the work. He's redeemed us. He's called us by name. You are his. He can open the squirrel. He can bring justice. He brings justice through the cross. And he brings justice through his judgment. Justice is coming. And justice has came. And today you have a decision. Whose justice will you stand in? Will you stand in the justice of the cross? Or will you stand in the justice of the wrath of God and then of the Lamb? So weep no more. We have hope restored. Justice is coming and Jesus is the answer. Jesus, the lamb, is worthy. The lion of the tribe of Judah. He who shall break every chain, right? And bring to us the victory again and again. Where's this lion of the tribe of Judah come from? It comes from Genesis 49.9. Judah is like a lion, is a lion's cub. And the prey, my son, you have gone up. He stooped down and he crouched as a lion, as a lioness. Who dares rouse him? That's when Jacob is blessing Judah. He speaks that over him. And then Judah takes on his banner, the lion. Right? And then it's picked up later on in the pseudepigrapha in 2nd Edras 12, 31 through 32. And it says, as for the lion who you saw rousing up out of the forest and roaring and speaking to the eagle and reproving him for his unrighteousness and as for all his words that you have heard, this is the Messiah, whom the Most High has kept until the end of days, who will arise from the offspring of David and will come and speak with them. He will denounce them for their ungodliness and for their wickedness and will display before them their contemptuous dealings. And then we have the root of David. Where does this come from? The root of David comes from Isaiah 11, 1 through 2. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, a branch from his roots shall bear fruit, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. So Jesus, this lamb, is the promised Messiah, the lion of Judah, the, the root of David. He has conquered. Amen. He has conquered sin and death. He has conquered the world. And we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, right? Because we have believed in the cross. We take the first justice and say, yes, I accept. I confess you as Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. And now I am saved and I have a relationship with you. And Jesus has said these kinds of things, that he is walking in the world and that he's reconciling all things to him so that in him we may have peace. And in the world we have trouble, tribulation, but take heart, I have 
overcome the world. Amen? So he is conquered. He can open the scroll with its seals. The lamb is worthy. Amen? The lamb is worthy. Worthy in my life today. Worthy in the future. Worthy to act. Worthy to move. Revelation 5, 6. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Jesus is the lamb standing as have been slain. But he's not dead. He was dead, but now he's alive. He was slain and is now alive. He conquered sin and death. And we get to share in that victory. We share in his resurrection. That is our hope. That is our destiny. If we confess him as Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead. Amen? That's good news. That's exciting. Then Moses, Exodus 12, 21, was this lamb phraseology and this idea says it's the Passover lamb, right? Exodus 12, if you want to read that whole chapter, I'm just going to pull 21 out. Then Moses called all the elders of Israel and said to them, go and select lambs for yourselves according to your clans and kill the Passover lamb. And we know they took that blood of the Passover lamb and they put it on the lintel and over the doorpost so that the angel of death would pass over them. And he is our Passover lamb. Not only that, is in Isaiah 53, when we all know that passage very well, that there's this verse in uh, Isaiah 53, 7 says, He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb before it led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before it sure is silent. So he opened not his mouth. And then John the Baptist and John the Apostle take this idea and they come into it in John in the gospel of John and John the Baptist says says saw Jesus coming toward him and he said behold the lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world the lamb who was slain but is alive forevermore he is worthy Worthy is the lamb. He was dead and now is alive. The same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives, resides, the Holy Spirit resides in each one of you that confess Jesus is Lord. Amen? That's, that's just so cool. And the lamb with his seven horns. I mean, I know this looks, I mean, the, the artist there did a great job with the horns just coming out of the head like crazy. But the seven horns, uh, the horn is a symbol of power, okay, in the Old Testament. Um, and it's paired with seven, right? And we know seven is the number of perfection, completeness, fullness, right? So we have a symbol of ultimate power. We have the omnipotence or the omnipotence. Yeah, the om omnipotence of the lamb, the all-powerful lamb, okay? That's what the seven horns is all about. That's why he has seven horns, to communicate to us through the apocryphal writings, the imagery, because it's all about 
well, not all about, but mainly about symbol, right? Worthy is the lamb because he's all-powerful. He's omnipotent, right? Learn a big theological word there. They're like, I'd just say all-powerful. So, okay, that's fine. All right, so the seven eyes are here speaking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And if you want to listen to my discussion on that, that was on uh, June 7th. And you can scan that QR code uh, to access that. It'll bring up the link, and then you can click on it and, and listen all and watch it with the slides. It is not on YouTube or Facebook because I messed up uh, OBS those uh, those nights, and so there's no audio. <laughs> so. Revelation 5, 7, and he went, he went, the lamb went, and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. He has the scroll. The lamb who is worthy has the scroll. Revelation 5, 8 says, and when they had take, he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures, and the 24 elders bowed down before the lamb, each holding a harp and a golden bowl of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. The elders are holding harps and incense and not the four living creatures. Are just, uh, the, the, the reason that can be determined is because of the genders. The four living uh, uh, creatures are gender neutral. Okay, and Greek, they match gender's gender with the words. So I think they'd even do that in English, right? You wouldn't say. Um, but so the four living creatures are gender neutral. The elders are gender gendered, male. And then the hearts and bowls are gendered male. So the elders, just for your mind's picture, are holding the harps and bowls. The living creatures are just falling down and, and worshiping the land. And I will be talking about what those living creatures are and what they signify on a Wednesday night. Probably, well, I have to check because I have a list of things that I've got to go through. So, The lamb is worshipped. The lamb is worshipped. And I just implore you and I encourage you to fall down before him and worship him. Humble yourself. And this fall down is like this prostration like this. It's like, it's, it's this, you know. To worship him. It's a good exercise for my back. There's really no more humbling place to be than on your face before the Lamb. We have pews here. We have people of ages of different types. So, I mean, if you physically can't do it, then I, I get it. But there's a lot of activity going on here. A lot of action. And sometimes I wonder how neutral we are or even passive in our engagement of God with our bodies. We live in a culture and a church culture that engages him well with our mouths and with our intellects, but oftentimes we do not do a lot of engagement with our bodies. They fell down 
they prostrated themselves before the Lamb. time you're in a time with God. Maybe spend some time prostrated in His holiness and His glory for He is worthy to receive worship. He is worthy to bring justice. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. The elbows have hearts, symbolizing instruments of praise. The lamb is worthy of all praise. And harps just symbolize musical instrument, though this is where we get the angel sitting on the cloud with the harps. That, that's where that comes from. <laughs> the harp is a very much common instrument to be played. David played the harp, right? But this is instruments being used to worship God. You play an instrument, play it for God. Golden bowls of incense, the prayers of the saints. The incense is the prayers of the saints. And this idea of incense uh, comes from uh, the Old Testament. And it's referenced also in Revelation 8, 3 through 4. It says, and another angel came and stood at the altar with the golden censer. And he was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints rose before God and before the hand of the angel. Leviticus 2, 1 through 2 says, when anyone brings a grain offering as an offering to Yahweh, his offering shall be put of, of fine flour. He shall pour oil on it and put frankincense on it and bring it to Aaron's son and the priest and he shall take it from them in a from it a handful of the fine flour and all, and all its frankincense, and the priest shall burn this as it's a memorial portion on the altar, a food offering, a pleasing aroma to Yahweh. A pleasing aroma. In Leviticus, that phrase is over 40 times. A pleasing aroma. So our prayers, <laughs> think of this, our prayers are a pleasing aroma before God. That includes laments, that includes praises, that includes thanksgiving. Our prayers are a pleasing aroma before God. God loves it when we come to him. Revelation 5, 9 through 10 says, And they sang new songs, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain. And by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe, language, people, and nation. And you made them a kingdom of priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Sing a new song, for worthy is the Lamb. I know we like our old songs. But we need to sing new songs too. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, it says in Isaiah 42.10. His praise from the end of the earth, you who go down to the sea and all that it fills it, the coastlands and their inhabitants. And this is a prophetic statement for being fulfilled in Revelation. 
Let the elders sing a new song. The 144,000, they sing a new song. And we have an opportunity to sing a new song to the Lord. Christ's blood has ransomed people from everywhere. That's cool. From China to Russia to, to the United States, India, everywhere. Christ has ransomed us by his blood. Because the gospel is available to everyone. We're not exclusive. God said, I desire that all come to repentance, right? And that none should perish, right? That's his desire. So the gospel is for everyone. And we have to receive it, right? Free gift given. But it's for everyone. That's good news. Worthy is the lamb, right? He's brought the gospel to everyone. Psalm 147 through 8 says, Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him plentiful redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. How many? One of them? Only the ones that really matter? All of them. <laughs> and they all matter. But you're redeemed from all of them. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to, for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives in this present age. Waiting for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is worthy. Worthy is the Lamb who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. 1 Peter 2, 4 through 5, and you come to him as living, a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. The Lamb, <laughs> oh, he is worthy, has made us a kingdom of priests. To God, we are priests in his kingdom, ruling with him. Wow, that is cool. And we are priests now, and we are part of his kingdom now, and we are ruling with him in his kingdom because we are his ambassadors, his representation, and we will be ruling with him in the millennial kingdom. We will be ruling with him in the new heaven and the new earth. It'll be a beautiful thing. We share with that. We have an already, not yet, paradigm in which we live. Revelation 5, 11 through 12 says, And then I looked, and I, I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, the voice of many angels, numbering in myriads, I got it right that time, of myriads, and thousands of thousands. This is to speak of an innumerable number, too many to count. And they sang with a loud voice, the biggest choir ever, 
Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. How many are there? Yeah, there's seven. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy of the sevenfold blessing. This is the point. He made it seven. Because <laughs> he's worthy of complete praise. He's worthy of complete adoration. He's worthy of complete worship. He's worthy of power. He's worthy of wealth. He's worthy of wisdom. He's worthy of might. He's worthy of honor, glory, and blessing. He is worthy to receive the sevenfold blessing. And that worthiness needs to creep in and statuate and permeate our lives every moment and every day. Because it is that worthiness that transforms us and changes us. Amen? It's his work. He is worthy. Worthy is the lamb. Revelation 5, 13 through 14 says, And I heard the creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and the sea and all that is in them saying, Everything is saying to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, Be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And all the full laboring creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down. What do the elders keep doing? They keep prostrating themselves. Before the Lamb. Worthy. Worthy is the Lamb. We must fall down. And worship the Lamb. Physically, we should fall down and worship the Lamb. Emotionally, we should fall down and worship the Lamb. Intellectually, we should fall down and worship the Lamb. He is worthy. He is worthy to bring justice to the whole earth, to everywhere, to every situation, the one you live in, the one you see. He's worthy, and he's bringing justice. Worthy is the Lamb, and all God's people said, 